I've been dying to do this interview for so long. I've been trying to reach out to a woman in the gaming industry and I finally found one. And so we're going to dive into what it's like to be a part of a gaming channel as a woman, the culture and all of the good and bad that goes into this. Welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Desiree Martinez. Every week, I'm going to be showing up in your earbuds to inspire you on your YouTube journey with killer interviews with women YouTube creators, deep dives into the inner workings of how YouTube works, and discussing all the things about YouTube culture and the impact it is having on our world. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with vidIQ, where they help you maximize your videos YouTube reach by studying titles, descriptions, tags, and playlists relevant to your subject matter, while also studying your competitors to help you know exactly what you should be doing for your YouTube growth. So if you're a female creator looking to grow your channel, level up your content, and learn from the best women creators on the platform to get you on your way to YouTube success and future-proofing your income, this is the perfect place for you. Let's do this. What's up, ladies? Welcome to the episode of the Women of YouTube podcast. I am so pumped to be up in them earbuds today because we're getting deep in this one. We're talking about all of the good, bad, and ugly parts of gaming industry. I think that we can all probably go on a limb and say, kind of already knew some of these or made some pretty positive assumptions. But Danielle and I dive into what it's like to be in this industry, what the sponsors are like, what the culture is like, what the followers are like, how people can have success and make money in this space. And of course, Danielle's ex- very unique experience is being a female in this space and having to like create this alternate persona for herself and deal with the bros and just the really crappy culture that does exist in the gaming community in addition to the good parts as well. I loved this talk with her. Like we dive into so many really great things. I think what she really loved about doing this interview is that she got to talk to another woman about all this stuff that she never gets to because she's usually surrounded by all these dudes, right? So it was a really fun, I think different experience for both of us. And I'm super excited about any future opportunities that we can do together. That is for sure. I want to take a quick hot second to let you guys know, if you are on Clubhouse, I'm going to be doing a money and YouTube clubhouse on Fridays going forward on the vidIQ clubhouse room. That was a lot of things. I will have the link to where you can go join the clubhouse room in the show notes, but I will be there every Friday given all the best knowledge, all the best tips, all of the best feedback that I can about how you can be using YouTube and making those sweet, sweet dollars that are over there. That's the reason we're all here after all, besides making great content that changes the world, of course. So I'll be there every Friday in the morning, specific time, probably sometime in like the 8 to 10 a.m., very much dependent upon uh, my interviews because I usually interview my super awesome lady podcast guests on Fridays. So look forward to that every single Friday. And I can't wait to have you in there. If you need an invite, make sure you shoot me a DM over at Mrs. Desiree Rose so that I can get you on to Clubhouse. All right, now, without further ado, let's dive into this conversation with me and Daniela. I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Daniela. You're another powerful woman behind the brand. I'm so excited to deep dive into this world of gaming that I have been dying to get access to. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm super, super excited um, to, to be part of this podcast. And I think it's it's funny 
to me that you're you're saying you know you're having a hard time finding you're in into the gaming space and i feel like i have a hard time getting out of the gaming space so uh it's quite funny isn't it funny how bubbles work right like we all just like get stuck in it yeah like for me i'm always trying to get out like the marketing space i'm like no marketers other people please (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so you start the same way every time why youtube why youtube um you know this answer is not going to be as like exciting as everybody probably wants to hear um i fell into it i was lucky enough to fall into it um I, my husband, uh, who is a talent, I am management is what we call me. (laughs) Uh, He's the one with the passion for YouTube and content creation and gaming. Um, I'm a gamer to myself, like pretty avid gamer, but privately, (laughs) I I couldn't do what my husband does, which is the performative aspect of things. Um, But he has that skill set, the performative skill set. I have the business development and, um, project management and strategic skill set. So I, through experience, through, through kind of, you know, being with my husband and, and, and watching him go through his uh, woes um, during the, his growth period and, and all these other things he had to kind of like overcome to become a prominent gamer, like gamer content creator. Um, I, you know, with my business mindset, I saw a lot of holes and I saw a lot of uh, need Um, And then I just stepped in. I mean, we have a really great relationship to where uh, we're both pretty independent professionally. So I trust him to do his part and he trusts me to do my part. So we've been able to grow together uh, independently, if that makes sense. He's grown in his performative um, side of things and, you know, in his in his reach and stuff through his passion and and his performance and i've been able to grow his brand and my companies uh through my uh business acumen really and and each other and with each other's help uh so it's it's been extremely exciting and extremely fulfilling and extremely fun and i'm so excited to see where it goes in the very near future so all right so tell us about your husband's gaming channel that you manage. What is what is his channel about? Does he have a specific niche or vertical or game that he loves to play? Talk us through that that journey. Yeah. So his thing is Fortnite, and that's what catapulted him into mega stardom in the content creation scene. Uh, we've been. He was very fortunate to be in the right place at the, at the right time. But I will say, um, you know, I don't necessarily believe in luck. I think luck is is when preparation meets opportunity. And he had certainly been preparing himself uh, to cash in on the opportunities that Fortnite brought uh, with consistency and honestly tenacity because it was tough, it was tough. He, when Fortnite first came out, um, he he got into it towards like the tail end of beta uh, when the game really like launched publicly. So like the very beginning of it, and he was gaming uh he was like learning off stream he was like spending hours and hours training learning at the very infancy of the game and nobody knew what the hell was going on you know the, these uh this building mechanic was absolutely insane and nobody had ever heard of something like this before or dealt with something like this before and so he spent a lot of time training and then additionally you know he uh he has he has a skill to really analyze uh 
market trends. And he, he does it intuitively. He doesn't put any numbers into it. He doesn't put like any sort of like schooling or teachings into it. He just knows what, what to look for and what makes mm -hmm. sense. So he actually analyzed uh, market trends on schedules and, and uh, peak viewership on Twitch and all these things before he, any of these tools for that kind of stuff even came out. Uh, so he developed a schedule for himself, um, which I assisted him with. He would start streaming at six in the morning till wow. like 6 PM. Um, yeah, for months. And the, the reason for this was so that he could, uh, get on before all the big streamers. Uh, actually he would take a break in the middle in there for like two hours at peak viewership where the big, big streamers think Tim, the cat man, ninja, you know, these people were at their peak viewership. There was no point in him streaming because he wasn't very big and he was just kind of streaming to dead air. Um, and then he would come back when the big streamers would leave. Um, and so in that way, he was over several, several months, he uh, started to garner a substantial uh, following, a substantial viewer base. Um, and then we just kind of continued that sort of uh, schedule and work ethic uh, through the first year. It was really, really tough. Um, and so while he would stream, I would do all the back end because as he grew, so did his income. You know, he had a, a standard, uh, like very common income uh, when back in before Fortnite, uh, he did content creation for full time and he made a, you know, a normal living. And then as uh, as Fortnite grew and grew, you know, he, he grew, his bank account grew as well. And so did his business responsibilities. Um, and he didn't know any of that stuff. He didn't know how to do any of that stuff. And he didn't have time. I mean, he was working from six to like six, uh, six to six, basically, mm. or seven or eight, sometimes 10. So, and I had a full-time job at the time. So on my, whenever I could, I would sit down and help him um, by establishing the business, doing like the back end stuff, doing the, you know, um, business compliance, doing uh, financials, all that stuff operationally. Like I, I made sure that he could function. Mm -hmm. um, and I, again, I did that on my off time during my full, uh, after my full-time job. So like our days would look like me getting up at, you know, six in the morning with him, making him breakfast, getting myself ready for work, leaving him just like comfortable to stream. Uh, then I would go to work from nine to five uh, or eight 30 to five, whatever, come back, sit on the computer until 10 PM, making YouTube videos, making all these other things. Cause I also did the YouTube up until like 1.7 million subs or something. Um, so like we were just inundated with full-time more than full-time like our life was content creation getting this um what would soon be a business up and running mm -hmm. um we did that for like eight months at least um but that's like yeah. that's a serious level of dedication so i have i want to lay some context up to this point just so i can understand this journey so first of all before Fortnite and like his like diligence to becoming an expert at it which made him the go-to source to watch, like no luck, like hard work leads to results. Um, what was he doing before with the gaming channel? Just playing? Yeah, no, he, he's been, he's been a vet, he's a veteran uh, streamer, a Twitch streamer. I mean, he's been around, uh, he's been on Twitch since like 2014. I, I believe Twitch um, started to really become Twitch around 2013, 2014. Mm -hmm. So he was early in. And, uh, and since high school, so he's been creating YouTube videos like casually and stuff, but his goal has always been content creation, um, since like middle school. 
Mm. And uh, through high school, he, he did YouTube a little bit. and So you like married into this. I did. I okay, did. So you knew what you were getting into. It wasn't not like really. No. He came to you, married, was like, hey, honey, I want to just be a professional gamer. Like it was like you met him and you're like, okay, I know I'm fully <laughs> committed to being a gamer wife, which isn't bad. It's just, it's really fun. My husband's a total gamer. Like he doesn't stream and stuff. Like he, like the joke that we have and like the, 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 the origins of my husband is he learned to read by playing legend of Zelda in the early eighties. Right. So that like, cause like we're, we're 36 the time is recording. So like, that's what we, we did. And then when you fast forward to like when we met and we started dating, he's, he'll tell you the, the moment I fell in love with my wife is when she completely kicked my ass in Mario Kart. He's like, cause no one beats me in video games. And I, I crushed him and like, not like a little bit like a full lap kind of situation. Cause if there's one game I'm good at, it is Mario Kart and Dr. Mario. Like it's not, I'm not fancy, but it's what I got. And like, it was like the foundation of our marriage. So it's like, like women like you and me, like we know we're getting into like gaming is a foundational part of who they are. Like we are never allowed to be like wives or women who are like, Oh, you're playing again. Or, you know, like, didn't you do anything today? Or like the, this, the kind of the standard, like crappy women that will complain about those kinds of things. So you knew getting into this is what you wanted to do. So did you find that by like, how did you decide to step into managing what he was doing. What led to that decision? Like when in your relationship did that happen? That's a really complicated question. Uh, when I, it started really casually, I, I had no intentions when I started besides helping him mm -hmm. uh, just be, be good enough to, to continue doing what he was doing with. And, and like, I'm also a very, I don't want to sound like, oh my God, I'm so careless. I just worked all this time just to help him succeed. I mean, you know, I love him and that, and, and I wanted to help him in that way, but also like we were married and if he got into tax trouble, I got into tax trouble. So <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm not, I, I've always been really, a really anxious person, which I think in a good way and a bad, and also a bad way has helped me be as successful as I am with my businesses is that I'm always worrying about all the angles. Yeah. Um, maybe worrying isn't the right word. We just always conscious of all the different yes. yes. Focus and, on their success. Exactly. And so, um, you know, I was saving my butt there. I was like, you know, I don't want to be in, uh, sorry, I think that's my husband trying to come in. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be in any trouble and I don't want to have to like put up my income to fix whatever he hasn't done. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm just going to, you know, do the, because it was pretty simple what to start off. And then it turned out to not to be so simple. Um, and so that's what I did. Uh, and it just kept growing and growing and growing. And then, um, you know, I'm also, I like to think of myself as a smart person. And just because, um, just because it's gaming, um, a lot of people will be like, well, why did you, and a lot of people are like, well, why did you, where were you okay with that? He was just playing video, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I'm not stupid. He was also making really good money. So anything to continue to insecure that um, for our future, like I was going to help too. Um, and so that's really how it started. It was just kind of almost a self-preservation. Um, we were both in very, very um, primitive mindsets at that time. Uh, it was like sink or swim, really. Mm -hmm. it, like. Okay, actually, this is a this is a fun fact. 
we had just gotten married when Fortnite took off. Okay. We got married like uh, so like August 2017 and then Fortnite started taking off for him like massively around November. So we had only been married for a few months and had just moved in. So like we had no honeymoon period. We had we actually got married through the courthouse. We didn't none of those like super fancy things. Like we didn't have any of that. It was straight to work. And it, we didn't intend it to be like that. It just kind of happened. Girl, I get you. I got married in a backyard wedding. We made my kid on our honeymoon. And my <laughs> husband, like, so we got married in August of 2013. And my husband joined the Air Force in November. Oh, wow. So, like, I hear this story pretty hard. <laughs> like, yeah. You're, just jumping, you're jumping right head first into, like, all right, we're figuring out what married life is in, in these in this construct. <laughs> yeah. I guess let's do this. Like, what else are we going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's not planned you can't plan it yeah but i think what i love about what you're saying is like you you supported him but you also know that creatives especially have a hard time with logistics and legalities and paperwork and and time management organizations so i think that you like you're like well i mean i'm your partner in life and obviously we complement each other in this way why not like let's be partners in business and i can handle this part so that it goes well and smoothly and I don't, and like, we don't have to worry and stress and stuff. And you can do what you do best, which is create content and play and, and do the stuff that makes us the, the money from the front end. And I think that that's, what's really great. So you started doing this for him. So we have a time frame like around like 2019. Is that when you said you got married? No, 2017. Or 2017. Okay, sorry. So 2017. So since then, you guys have been able to grow and have great success. You do things on Twitch. You do things on YouTube. And now you are making this journey into this like new media influencer space. So talk to us about what that is and why it's necessary. Yes. That's what I'm most excited about. Uh, I, through kind of my experiences, I am also one one of the bros technically um for fellow influencers and gamers and content creators streamers youtubers whatever um i've i've through through the years i've developed enough experience and uh to be able to help these influencers um and they come to me a lot because i am very much like them they identify uh, they feel like they can connect a lot with me and they can i i connect a lot with with these uh influencers and um I'm, I've always, through my experience, I've seen the, I've treaded the muddy waters um, with the different entities that are involved in the gaming space, just like with any space industry, there's like crappy things that um, Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily very nice. And I just, I see things that aren't working. Um, I see, I see new media as a new almost like a new world. It is a new world. It's a wild west right now, but it's a new world. Um, and there's a real chance for it to be better than what traditional media has turned out to be. Uh, but right now the people in charge are people that have come from traditional media and they're bringing all their shit with them to new media. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> they're, they're really, um, capitalizing off of these young influencers who have very little experience with business, with work, with like contracts, with any of that stuff. And they're, they're just running amok with them and, uh, they're making, they're making an impact. They're making that the norm. They're making that 
the standard and I have a problem with that. Um, and so do a lot of my peers. And so I thought, why not? I mean, like these people don't know what they're doing. We could, we, we know because that's why they come to me and they come to my husband and they come to my company and people like me to uh, consult on what works in this space. So they don't know what they're doing. So why should they get to call the shots? I'm like, I don't also don't know what I'm doing with a lot of stuff. Maybe like the bigger picture things, you know, venture capitalists and, and round funding, whatever, all that stuff. I don't know what I'm doing, but they also don't know what I'm doing, what they're doing in a lot of what I do. So let's just both not know what we're doing and see who wins. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, like it's, it's all, we're just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. It's that's what also what I find really interesting about this space is that the sky's the limit and you can do whatever you can monetize whatever you want, uh, in with this, with the right, you know, uh, skill set and the right foundation. And you can, you can succeed in any way that success looks to you. And that's what I love. Um, that's what I'm trying to work on. That's what I'm trying to kind of communicate to my, my peers is that it doesn't have to look like what these suits are telling you thing it needs to look like. It doesn't need to, uh, exploit your life. It doesn't need to take over your life in a way that you don't want it to, to be successful. You, you're, you have the power, like influencers have the power in this space. Um, and that's what we want to do with Onisidos is give that power back and empower them to create the content that they have always wanted to do um, in a in a way that's sustainable for them long term. So, I I just love everything that you said. I love the the resistance to I I, I get like I said I get this really hard. I've, I've experienced the what is it the the corporate suit guys trying to like bring in old media into new media and understanding how things work, understanding resistance, what we're understanding our industries and just trying to be like, well, I've been here longer and know more. And we're like, no, you don't. Cause this isn't a thing that you are. Otherwise you wouldn't be coming to me. You'd be making your own stuff. I love all of that about that. So obviously with your, so what you're, what you're doing, because I've got the inside scoop on like this information from you directly, which is you're starting a new studio. Yes. So Cypher PK is the brand, uh, the gaming brand of your husband, and you are launching Oni, it's Oni Studios as, as another branch of business. So I always ask on the show, let's talk about business of YouTube for you. How are you making money and what are you doing? So why don't we backtrack a bit before we dive into what Oni is doing and tell us about how you and your husband are making money as a gaming brand. Oh, I love this question. And it's not one that I really ever discuss. I think this might be the first time I'm speaking about this publicly. Um, there's not really the space to talk about this anywhere else, uh, honestly. Uh, um, I I think that we, as women, need to be incredibly transparent and open about how we're making money and what is working and not working because you never know like what vertical someone is in or what someone is going through. And if we don't talk about money, how are we supposed to know if we're getting paid enough? We should be getting paid more. What opportunities are available to us? So not talk. So money is I agree. Main on the table subject here besides how to be better creators. Yes, I, I'm totally for that. And that's something that's actually uh, integral to, to my company and my employees and stuff. We are very clear with money. And I, I think it's definitely, uh, it, it keeps the people in power to make it a taboo subject. So I agree with you. Um, but to your question, how do we make money? Oh my God, there are several ways 
that you can monetize uh, at this scale. It, it's built upon each other. So um, I don't want to you know, mislead anybody here be like, oh, get into content creation. You're going to have X, Y, and Z ref revenue streams guaranteed. Um, you'll start small and then you'll build your way here. But um, here where we are is the ultimate dream for um, a lot of these gaming content creators. So we monetize, uh, first of all, his uh, live content. So we have the live stream, uh, which uh, rev generates revenue with subs and donations directly from the viewers. So do, your, you know, do the streams get sponsored by brands or anything yes, else? Yes, yes. And, and that's a whole other, um, um, I'll get to that one. That okay, was very sorry. exciting. That was very <laughs> exciting. So the Twitch stream, um, and there's several uh, streaming services. There's YouTube, there's Facebook. Um, actually, I don't know how many more there are now. They're, they're kind of closed down a lot. <laughs> so uh, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook are, are the prime ones here. Um, and it's, it's a good way to start. And then we got YouTube, uh, which we have developed a content syndication system that pulls content from the live stream and uh, and reformats it for YouTube audiences. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have two or three channels right now, um, I believe in the millions, or one might be like 500K uh, or 800K. Uh, it's, it's quite a bit. So he has his YouTube, which... I, I'm pretty sure everyone is, is pretty. Uh, we are the women of YouTube. We're, we're, yes, we're, yes. we're on hook for there. Okay, cool. So we got YouTube, um, AdSense, and then we have brand deals. Um, now, brand deals are, as a streamer, I always think it's really exciting when uh, you have both a YouTube and a stream because you have so many more opportunities for monetization. I've actually found that even though Ollie's YouTube is larger than his uh, Twitch stream, he gets double the money from his Twitch integrations. Um, so double the opportunities for the streaming than for the YouTube, even though, even though the YouTube has a larger base. Um, so yeah, for example, we do, I think we've done quite a bit uh, lately because our team has been growing. We've been able to uh, take on more projects, but I think we do something like two to three sponsorships a week. Uh, and these are heavy sponsorships. I mean, we're talking JBL, we're talking Zaxby's, we're talking um uh samsung like we do big sponsorships um we sponsor a lot of like the really big games rainbow six siege apex like all that stuff um so brand deals and then we have um you know ancillary revenue sources uh whenever we put out merch uh merch campaigns those are one um affiliate links that's obviously another one on instagram and things like that um but really we focus on these three uh for the cypher pk content creation aspect um we can get into other revenue streams like we do like we are licensing our own products now for cypher pk uh we have uh oni studios which actually is not really operating at any sort of income at this point it's on a loss because it's a startup. So I'm not even going to get into that one. Um, but it's yeah, it's a, it's, it's a hundred percent an investment, but the goal is to end up with content creators who generate these same revenue streams. So, you know, it's, and then that's not even to mention that's like the standard stuff. And I call that the boring stuff. To me, the excitement comes in when you are generating your own products. That's what we strive for is, you know, we use the income and the capital that we get from all these other sources to create our own brands um, and and create our own products and generate that 
kind of passive income. Um, I always think it's, it's a huge, huge oversight and honestly failure. I have very few things that I say are failures. I don't believe in failure, but there are a few. And one of them to me is when a content creator uh, does not capitalize on their own brand. They're always selling their brand to others, but they never cash it in for themselves. So you're not creating your own products. You're not pushing your own agenda. Like you're just pushing other people's products. You know, um, they're coming to you for that platform. Why aren't you using it for yourself? Um, and that's something I'm really, really trying to communicate with other creators is, is that their, their brands have power and they have value and you have so much potential to, if you just use it, you know? No, I totally hear you heard. Look, I'm really sorry to interrupt, but did you know that YouTube is the world's second biggest search engine? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but that's why every creator truly needs to be using vidIQ to grow their YouTube channel. vidIQ's tech helps you tailor your video ideas to match what people are searching for right now on YouTube. And once you're ready to upload, well, it starts optimizing and getting you all the details that you need to make sure your videos are getting noticed. If you really want to dive in more and get started for free, please head over to the womenofyoutube.com forward slash vidIQ to get started on this YouTube channel changing tool that is going to make things so much easier for you. All right, let's get back to it. I'm reading this book right now that's called The Almanac of Naval Ravikant, which I can put the link to that into our show notes for those listening. And it talk, he's a he's like an angel investor and he's done all kinds of stuff. But what he talks about that I love very silly, and this is I think a very ties in directly what you're talking about with branding and stuff. He talks about before, like before the generation, like let's talk about like the pair, like our parents, like I'm a millennial and our, and, and Gen Z, like our parents, like those people, they made money before that with capital. So it was a lot of like, I work hard, I make money, I invest, I work hard, I pay money, I, I build things, like I get money in a very intrinsic way. And like the main way that people did it a lot of times is through like investments and stock markets and time and IRAs and all these traditional things. Our generation, like millennials, going forward, Gen Zers and stuff, the new way of making money is divided into two categories. One is code, right? So like when you talk about like where we're going societally, it's so programming based. You know, we have Facebook, we have Twitch, we have, you know, Google, all these things are code based. If you have a knowledge around code, you can make money. And the other thing that we have is content. And it's all about like making your own media. So when you are your own media source and you're making your own content, you're creating that personal brand. That is how you can make money because you are limitless on the opportunities that can come to you for people to reach out to you, to capitalize from your, to, to collaborate, to capitalize from your brand and your audience. It's sort of like when you think about TV, like in the old days with TV commercials, right? You made money selling TV commercials. And like that's how your business made money because then people would show up at your door. You know, so it's one of those really important things to remember, like we as creators, even if you're a beginning creator and a lower creator, you are creating your own media source, your own newspaper, your own TV network, your own whatever. And that's how you make money. And so being very clear about what your brand is about and who you service is going to make it like so much easier for people to give you money and work with you and partner with you. And I think that you, what you said about how if you're not building a personal brand, and, can, and letting your personal brand be what makes you money, not just people coming to you. Like it is a very big missed opportunity. So from that, how does one make the leap or build a bridge between 
brands giving me money to talk about them with my community to making my own money from my brand. I know that's heavy. Um, yeah, sorry. no, that's a great question. Um, I do want to preface by saying that I think there's some construction going on across the street. So I apologize if it picks it up on my mic. You're good. Okay, I'm good. Okay. Uh, yeah, that is an eternal question. But I think the very easiest way is uh, affiliate links. I think very simple mm -hmm. uh, and the easiest way to get that going. Uh, but ultimately I think you need, people need a, uh, a product or a service. You need something to sell to people. You can't just sell yourself. You're selling brands at that other brands at that point. What I mean is build something beyond yourself. Use the, that brand capital and build something beyond yourself. That's going to serve mm -hmm. you long-term beyond whatever is in the now, because a lot of our, uh, content creation, not, I, I don't mean like me and my husband's, um, it, but it is included in there. Uh, I just mean, generally our appeal, uh, and our content creation, like our value as brands is, is, could be fleeting. It, it, whether that is five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever, it's not guaranteed to carry you your entire life. You need to use this very fantastic opportunity you've been given, uh, and you've worked for to, secure something long-term for yourself. You, let's say you got into content creation and, uh, but you have a passion for painting. I don't know. You've always had a passion for painting and that's like your thing, but you fell into content creation or you like content creation, but you still like a painter, right? You, that's what, that's what you identify with. Find a way to, to make that serve you in the long term. Maybe it's a small business. It, it's, I, I really, really like when creators just kind of develop small businesses because it's compounding. It can be small. It starts small. It starts with work, but not that much work, not as much work as you're putting into content creation and you build it up over time. You're, you're like guaranteed to build equity over time in anything that you build. If with, with your reach, like if you have a social media reach, you will build over time. It's just, it's, it's impossible not to like, if you're, if you know how to grow an audience for your, for your, like your, your verticals, you can grow your customer base on mm -hmm. your small business. So, um, that's what I really encourage people to do because in, in, even though it might not give you, yield you the, the same returns as your content creation, right. Uh, with the investments that you make, uh, and I'm talking portfolios here, right? Like, which we, you should be doing as you uh, do all this. I know this, this is so heavy. There's like so many that I'm like talking. There's going to be so much for everybody to rewind and, like, I know. Take and be like, okay, do this and research this. And exactly. Send, there, send Daniela DM, DM about this, you know, there's a million. <laughs> well, and, and, and you know what, that's what Oni Studios is meant to do. We're, um, we're actually, what we want to do is pick content creators that we believe in and help them develop. Um, not just in their skill set, but uh, like I said, in business. So we want to help like teach you about uh, portfolios and how to build passive income and how to maybe you want, uh, you know, you want dividends, you want you want to live off dividends, like from your content creation. We do all of that stuff ourselves and we want to guide other content creators to do it. But th there is like there's like to I'm, I'm like, do this step. 
but don't forget the other 10 steps before that, that I didn't mention, um, because we'd be here for a year. So it, it is, it is tough, but I just start small. I really think that, um, people get caught up with wanting to see immediate success because, um, new media is like that. It's very instant uh, gratification and it's hard to maintain something when you don't see incremental results immediately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but I, I really encourage people to look beyond what they're doing now, um, with uh, in new media to, to build something else. Diversification is my mantra, honestly. Uh, I, I don't, I, I really feel for people who just, just build their online empire, right? Mm -hmm. You need to, you need to supplement with other things. You need to, again, sustainability, make it safe for you, right? Mm -hmm. Multiple streams of income is exactly. definitely where you want to go to keep stability and stuff. Like if you're, it, it, you gotta look at it like this, everyone, like you have, there's a J-O-B. We've all been in the J-O-B spot where we have a job and we report and we have a division. There's nothing wrong with that as an income stream at all. Like, don't get me wrong. It's like, I'm like, give up your life and go be a business owner. Like, I'm not saying that. I think it's important to remember though, but if that goes away, what happens, right? If you don't have anything else to help you, like a side gig or a YouTube channel or AdSense or sponsorships or whatever, you're missing an opportunity to make different streams of income to help you if something happens to one of them. And so I think that working with a company like Oni and working with a team like Daniela's is going to be what helps you get to that spot. So I love what you guys are doing and how you're like presenting that and going into it. And I think that if you want to dive into this, we'll have shown go to the show notes where you can go get more information and deep dive into like how you could do it with them and all the kind of stuff. Um, so let's, let's pivot a bit because while we love talking about business, we'll talk about creators. You are in an incredibly unique position where I think that it's important for us to ask a very specific question. So you are a female in a like really high profile leadership role, but it's in a male dominated space. So what's that like? And what sort of obstacles have you faced and have you been able to like overcome, like overcome them in a really good way? Uh, it's great to have the space to talk about this question because since I am in a male dominated space, there's no room for this. Like they don't like hearing this, this kind of stuff. And whenever they do, it's always an eye roll. It's always like, okay, you know, um, but the reality is that this space is not very friendly for women. It's just not, I want to be able to sit here and say, well, you know, I've overcome uh, my issues and I'm now a pillar of strength for other women in the space. Uh, but the reality is that I'm not, uh, because it, it requires, that would require a full-time commitment, uh, because there's so much work <laughs> to be done. Um, the kind of obstacles that I faced, I mean, I myself don't have, uh, a serious social media, uh, I guess, brand, um, the one way that I have, and I've never spoken about this either, actually, uh, but the way that I've had to, or I, that I've chosen to deal with the card that I'm dealt in, in this space, uh, publicly has been to just, uh, retire my real self from the public. So the, the person I am on social media is 
really just like a funny persona, right? That's if I never say anything serious, um, it never gets serious, right? Um, I'm working on my stuff behind the scenes. I'm doing like fantastic work. Uh, and those in the space, those that are actually um, in power can, can recognize what I'm doing. And, 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 and I have conversations with those colleagues and, and it's, I'm, I'm taken seriously in the space, but as, um, since my husband is, is, has such a reach, um, the opinion of the masses comes into play a lot. And when, where that is concerned, I really, I have not engaged too much. Um, it's very unfriendly. And um, I have a lot of uh, other colleagues in the space, uh, so new media and like influencers, actually female influencers who struggle with it. Um, you know, you see them trying to build their business, and it's it's brutal. Like you can't, you're policed, your body's policed, the way you look is policed. Uh, whether you show too much or you show too little, whether you wear makeup or you don't, there's always a problem. What content you're making, the pitch of your voice, um, there's never a right answer, and it's not like one person, right? It's not like oh, thousands of people love me. And then thousands and like one person doesn't, it's always like, you can never win. It's like thousand love me, thousand don't. So you, you just, is it because it, is this because who would be like, I guess supporting and following you would be men. And you think that men in your environment are critical of those kinds of things? A hundred percent. They, as as far as um, content creators are concerned, um, I believe that the men who, bring up the issues, uh, are afraid of and, and threatened of the power and the success that women have had, uh, because it's what they've always dreamed of having. And so they project, um, but it, you know, it's one thing to, uh, to know that that stuff exists and be like, okay, brush your shoulders off, move on. Um, these creators, uh, have to deal with it every day, every stream, every, Twitter post, every Instagram post, it's quite sad. It's really, really bad. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's a very toxic space. I'm going to be honest for women. It's a very toxic, toxic space. So do you think, so this is going to be a two-parter. So I'll let me hear it. So you've overcome this. I basically just not existing online beyond I'm Daniela, my husband's management team yeah, yeah. Even like Danielle, like the person the woman who has interest in things beyond gaming and running a business yeah like um i'm i'm i really play like for me my issue is that um people um on social media like just accuse me of being like a, a gold digger um which is always really ironic because Right, we married before. You made started. him. You made you help make him his money. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's just it's it, like it's not true, but um, it's just very annoying, um, and I'd just rather not deal with it. So I'm just like the funny wife, right? That's that's actually like my brand on social media. Is I'm I'm very funny, and I hate saying that because it's like no, I'm really smart. Like you don't understand, you know? <laughs> it's awful. Uh, but it, it's it's. It's built, it's gotten me a different kind of rapport. It's a positive. Um, I think I've found a good balance uh, for it keeping my, like my personal life and my business life kind of separate and, and 
pretty secret from social media, which actually I enjoy not really putting my, my personal life out there. Um, and so that's allowed me, it's almost like an armor. It's allowed me to, uh, really focus on my business. Um, and so I'm going to ask this question though. Yeah. This is like mama Desiree asking this question. What are you doing then for yourself away from all of this? I really enjoy, I, this is probably not the answer you're looking for, but I enjoy my job. I love my job. And especially since our team is uh, getting pretty large, uh, we have 20 employees now um, and probably going to have like 40 by end of year, if not early into next year. I love running a team. I love running a company. There's so much involved in that. And I'm constantly trying to improve. I'm constantly reading. Uh, I'm, I'm a very ambitious person. When I like love something, I like, I stick to it like glue. And I, I it's like, I, I wish I could say, Oh, I have hobbies. I, I like knit. Uh, I don't, I <laughs> just do my business and whatever I want to just like not think I play video games. And then, you know, I go out with my husband and we have fun and then I come back and we both work. Uh, it's a life that works for me. And I really like my life. Honestly, I'm very happy. Uh, but that doesn't mean that there aren't things that don't need work. I, what I will say is that there are entities popping up in the space that are serving to create change for women. And I fully support and admire those organizations. Um, and I hope with OD Studios to help lead that charge. Um, because one of the things about OD Studios is, is that I'm trying to achieve is diversity and inclusivity, um, particularly for women and for uh, under like represented minorities. I myself, I'm Latina. There's very few Latinos much less the Latinas in the space, um, you know, like African-Americans, I'm like queer folks. Like I'm, that's what I want Oni Studios to be is, is, is not just an, a good old boys club. It's very important for me to make space for people who haven't had the stage yet. We need, we need you. Like that's, that's why this podcast exists is for there to be a voice for women. First and foremost, like that's what this was. I, I saw this gigantic void where I would be like with one woman talking about YouTube with the whole room full of men and be completely plowed over and yeah, butted off the couch. Like it's ridiculous. And I've, I've been in these really terrible. I'm like, this is why this needed to happen. And I, like I said, you not being able to have a place to talk about these experiences. Like this is why this place is to give people the space to have this. I'm so grateful for you sharing like these, this insider knowledge tips to help those other women that want to, who love playing video games, they want to do it, but they're just afraid for these exact reasons, right, to do it. And I think that it's a battle that we all need to face and, and take charge of it and own our own way somehow as we can, because the data doesn't lie. Like when you look at YouTube, like we've run the data, I've, I've run the data here collecting about YouTube where I've like monitored like top trends and stuff over 30 periods of time, like how many of them are men? How many of them are women? How many of them are creators? How many of them are gamers? And like, whenever you look at it, the, 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 the pendulum always swings white male heavy and also very gaming heavy. And so it's just a lot of that kind of stuff that we have to fight against. And I don't think that YouTube by any stretch of the imagination 
is doing any of this like racially or intentionally or sexually. I just think that it's just something that's happened and that we have to make the conscious effort to pay attention to it and find ways to stand out and give voices so that there can be that representation and there can be a space for us to lead the way so that other people can lead the way. Cause I don't want my kids to have to deal with this kind of crap. Like I have a daughter, we're, my, 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 we're half Latina, you know, my, my kids are half Latinas and I don't want her to deal with this kind of stuff. And so it's just one of those things I think is important. I'm so grateful that you are not only doing this to help your family and, and expand a brand and help creators actually find good, healthy, valuable partnerships that are true to their brand, but also that are going to allow for different sectors and diversity and, and reach. So then you can, it gives it more opportunity and more of an option for people to create the content. So I think that's great. So my question about Oni is going to be, is it just for gamers or is it, or just entertainers or can anybody kind of come to you and be like, Hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, it's right now we, I, I work with what I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now all I know is gaming. So I, I wouldn't feel comfortable um, encouraging anybody outside of gaming because I feel like I couldn't do them service just yet. Uh, my goal is definitely to diverse again, diversification, my, my game right there. Uh, I want to expand it to other areas. I want to expand into lifestyle. I want to expand into beauty. I want to expand into, I don't know, travel. I think it's, it's very, there's a lot to do and, and we want to get there, but as we are right now, we're, we're a little baby. We're literally a baby. We started our one year anniversary was like a few days ago. Um, and we're babies, well, sure, <laughs> so, well, but you're important. So tell us a victory that you've had with Oni. Like what's a, a great partnership or brand or the campaign you've gotten around through your studio. Okay. Uh, yes. So we haven't announced it yet, uh, but we have a huge, huge project that we're going to launch next month, the beginning of next month of beginning of August, August. Okay. Yes. And August, 2021, are we in 2021? Oh my God. Where did it go? Right. Yes. Uh, and the reason why this is such a big win for us is because it's the first project that we have done um, we have done entirely in-house. We have done uh, all the sourcing, all the contractors, all the hands, all the designers, all the marketing, all the materials, all the video production, all the marketing materials, all the marketing production. Um, the product manufacturing um, has been uh, sourced by us. Uh, the production line has been managed by us. The distri- excuse me, the distribution not yet done by us, but soon. Um, and so it's entirely ours. So we are having our first baby um, in collaboration with you know our biggest and only influencer right now, Cypher PK. So it's due to launch next month. And because we've been able to, we we've done absolutely everything from start to finish ourselves um, in collaboration with Cypher it's been exactly what we want, exactly what the talent wants. It, it hasn't had to make compromises. He hasn't had to listen to people, tell, tell him that it's not possible to do it a certain way. We did exactly what we set out to do. Uh, and we were free to change our minds uh, several times <laughs> through the process. And we have created something that we're extremely proud of and we think is going to, uh, make a splash in the space. So love it. 
Well, as we head into the end of our interview, I would love to know what you think one of the most important lessons that you have learned so far is in the YouTube game that our audience could learn from. Uh, don't get caught in the rat race. Um, that is something that we're currently trying to get out of. Uh, you will, you know, there's a million guides on how to get started on YouTube, how to analyze your, your performance, how to pivot, all that stuff. You can find millions of, or maybe not millions, but certainly hundreds of tutorials and, and guides. Uh, but nothing will tell you about when you start seeing success and it starts becoming addictive and you um, sacrifice your life, your health, your time, your all of your time into it. Um, there's a time and place for everything. And I think everybody needs to remember to, uh, as they're growing, to remember that they are people too and they need time uh, to themselves and they need to um, continue and continue developing outside of YouTube and continue looking and, and, and enjoying things outside of YouTube. Take, you know, a healthy weekend off, even if it's just once a month, um, plan for it, but take your weekend, take, go, go to the park, go see outside, go do something that's not for social media likes. That's not for YouTube views, do things for yourself. Um, because you, it'll soon be two years later. And then, um, you'll realize that you're letting like your best time pass you by and you're making money and you're not enjoying it. So, uh, that is my biggest lesson. It's not really YouTube about your, your YouTube channel. It's more about yourself and your life and your memories because you only make them once. So Great. I hear you, Danielle. I hear you. I think it's important. I guess that boy, I, when we're recording this, I'm taking myself on a vacation next week. I, I told the lady that's planning it, I told her, I was like, I don't want to do anything. I rather, I don't want to have to be needed. I don't want to make a decision. Every, my life revolves around being needed. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. I just want to have fun and chill and do nothing that has to do with work or mothering or wifing or being yes. a parent or anything. I love it's it. cool. <laughs> so it's very, very important. I it's extremely it. important. I'm Especially so if you have a year of forced enclosure. So uh, yeah, especially during these times, extremely important. Take, take some time away. <laughs> So all right. Well, Danielle, how can people connect with you? Like I normally tell people how can they follow on YouTube, but I mean, if you're a gamer, go follow her husband, but yeah, <laughs> how can we connect with you and follow your journey and, and connect with you on any kind of a way? Uh, well, I have a Twitter, which is not very front, like not very, uh, safe, not safe work. It's not very, uh, family friendly, uh, not safe work. It's not very family friendly. I, again, it is like my meme persona. It is so fun. I have a lot of fun on Twitter. So you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, my name, my Twitter is at Manishi, M-A-N-I-S-H-I-E underscore. Um, that's like my gamer alias. Uh, beyond that, that's like the, the personal side um, or personal side. Beyond that, uh, if you go to onistudios.gg, you can read up all about Oni Studios um, and what we do. And we also have a newsletter where we send out news and also uh, interesting articles that uh, we find or any industry insider information. And we, we try to help people, uh, just like mass help people in that way um, for industry insights. So um, that's pretty much it. I mean, connect with me on Twitter. I answered a lot of people. 
Um, I'm pretty fun on Twitter. That's, that's about it. <laughs> no, I love it. I think that it's just, it's perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, your experience, your knowledge that you brought to us. I'm so grateful to you, Daniela, and you and everyone that are listening are possibly amazing. See you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts. 